Welcome. Welcome. Merry Christmas. Merry to the Christmas. Everyone. To everyone and especially to Jesus. Stop it. So we have a really special episode today because we're not actually telling it. We got our BFF Margot from Military Murder to tell us a story of her own. Yeah. So you guys are going to love her because we love her. And, you know, we thought we would change it up for you. And we talk about her. You've heard us talk about her. If you follow us on Instagram, you've seen how much of a disco biscuit she is. Uh, She's always with us at Crime Con and all these other conventions we go to. So give it up for Margot. Here she is. Clink, clink, guys. Clink, clink. Housewives of True Crime fans, welcome back. I am Margot, and I am so excited to be taking over the Housewives airwaves this week. So this week, Tabs and Gretchen asked me to share one of my episodes of Military Murder with all of you while they get to enjoy the week with their families. So with that, let me introduce myself. I am Margot, a former active duty military attorney turned podcaster. I also have the pleasure of being the mom to three little girls all under the age of eight and all born in different states due to my military commitments at the time. I started Military Murder Podcast four years ago to discuss crimes committed by military members and veterans and sometimes their spouses. My main goal in storytelling is to remind everyone to remain vigilant always. Whether you're on a military installation or a college campus or even just attending another PTA meeting, we all need to watch our back. Today's story is a case that is still ongoing, still playing out in the court. But I chose to bring it to light because I wanted you to see some signs on how a narcissist might try to convince you to return back to them by simply using your own belief system. This is just a reminder that since this case is still ongoing, all persons are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Trigger warning, I will be discussing a case that involves domestic violence against both a spouse and a child, and there's also mention of violence towards an animal. Join me today as I tell you the story of Katie Samantha Bonick. If you like what you hear at the end of the show, be sure to follow Military Murder wherever you're listening today. Now, let's dig in. On Friday, September 30th, 2022, at roughly 7.20 a.m., the Hendry County Sheriff received a knock on his front door. When he opened it, it was a neighbor. She wanted to share a concern with him. This unnamed neighbor told Sheriff Steve Winton that her good friend Katie Bonick had dropped off her two young kids with her the night prior. It was about 9 p.m. The kids were not supposed to spend the night. Katie just wanted to drop off the kids for a while while she went to her ex-husband's house to retrieve a few items. The neighbor slash friend grew concerned because Katie never returned to pick up her kids. And not only that, but she wasn't answering or returning any phone calls, which was completely out of character. Sheriff Witten also learned that Katie and her ex-husband, Ian Bonick, had a tumultuous relationship. A year prior, there was an allegation of abuse between Ian and one of the children. And prior to that, there had been an allegation of domestic violence between Ian and Katie. Sheriff Witten took no chances. So he immediately called in this neighbor's concern and asked them to send some officers over to Ian's house to check on the situation. 
Shortly after this, officers arrived at Ian's house located at 5990 Hidden Hammock Drive in Fort Denod, Florida. Immediately, they saw Katie's vehicle parked in Ian's driveway, and when officers walked up to the car, they saw presumably Katie's purse on the seat in the car. At this point, they might have thought that they would soon make contact with Katie and get her in contact with her friend slash babysitter, and boom, they would be on their way. They walked up to Ian's house and knocked, but no one answered. Seeing no answer, they drove off and figured they would just come back a little bit later. When law enforcement arrived, you know, that doesn't say how long after, but they noticed that Katie's car was no longer parked in the driveway. It was now parked in the street. They went up to Ian's house again and made contact with Ian. They told him they were looking for Katie and asked to go inside to check out the situation. But Ian declined. He didn't say much either at this point. The situation seemed fishy enough, and due to the domestic violence issues from the past, law enforcement quickly acted to obtain a search warrant for inside Ian's home. Of course, they would be looking for Katie. By 1 p.m., law enforcement showed up with a no-kidding signed search warrant, and they entered Ian's home. Immediately, they were concerned as they saw signs of a struggle that had clearly not been cleaned up. There was no visible body or blood, but from the garage to the foyer, there was a hallway that had clearly seen better days. There was like a hole in the wall. A mirror appeared to have been ripped off the wall or had fallen off or something like that. Inside the home, authorities found multiple weapons and they found gun silencers, which apparently have to be registered. Now that authorities had seen the house in a disarray, they returned to the judge for a supplemental or additional warrant to look for more evidence. Remember, initially they were searching for Katie. They were searching for an adult. So they would probably be opening closet doors, looking under beds, that type of stuff. They wouldn't be looking into like little tiny compartments where you can't fit an adult human. But now they found these gun silencers. So they were concerned that additional crimes were taking place in the home. So they needed to be able to search small areas of the home where Ian could be hiding evidence of other crimes. At the same time that they were executing this second warrant, they brought Ian down to the station for questioning. So they read him his Miranda rights and Ian waived his rights and spoke with authorities. Initially, when they asked Ian about Katie and if he had been in contact with her, he revealed that the day prior, Katie contacted him to tell him she needed gas, presumably gas money for her car. She arrived at his house later that night where an argument ensued about another woman. Ian told investigators that he really wasn't in the mood to argue with his ex-wife and the mother of his two young children. So he told authorities he went to sleep and when he woke up in the morning, Katie was gone, but her car was still in the driveway. He did admit to moving the vehicle, but we don't know why. While Ian was being interviewed, law enforcement was at his house and they were using luminol to determine if there was blood at the home or in his car that could be indicative that someone cleaned up some blood. In the garage, they sprayed luminol in Ian's car and Ian's trunk lit up blue with the luminol, revealing there was blood. Authorities sprayed luminol in various parts of the home and again, more signs of a cleanup. Meanwhile, the investigators interviewing Ian back at the station, they were getting this information from the search team. And so they asked Ian, they asked him why there would be blood in his trunk. Blood in the trunk? Ian said there shouldn't be blood there, but said if there was blood, it might be from groceries. Mm-hmm. When authorities asked Ian about blood inside the home in the hallway, Ian said he might have gotten hurt when the wall mirror accidentally fell off the wall. Now, when they asked Ian about Katie again, it appeared that Ian kind of scoffed and said, well, there's no body. 
Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today 
at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Katie Samantha McKinney was born in Louisville, Kentucky in June 1983. She grew up in Indiana, and that's where she was in the 2010s when she decided to give online dating a shot. I mean, who doesn't find it hard to date in this day and age, right? Katie was really into her faith, and she wanted to find a good, God-loving guy. And so she decided to try to find love on ChristianMingle.com. And this is where she found a hunk by the name of Ian Christopher Bonick. Ian is buff. He's a former Marine, a fitness competitor, and just from looking at his picture, you can tell he probably spends a lot of hours a day at the gym. He likely spends a lot of money on supplements, and honestly, he probably eats a good amount of protein in one single day. Katie thought he was handsome, and they struck up a relationship. Katie's mom was not thrilled by this relationship, however, because online dating is scary, and how do you really know someone you just met online, right? After learning about her new boo, Carolyn McKinney, Katie's mom, decided to do some internet sleuthing on Ian. And wouldn't you know it, when she looked him up, she saw a ton of arrest records. What in the world? Carolyn didn't want her daughter to know that she had been stalking her new boo, but Carolyn wanted to know what the hell was up with this guy. So Carolyn told a news outlet that she contacted Ian personally, without Katie knowing, of course, and she asked him to meet her. Ian did, and Carolyn confronted him about all the arrest records she saw. Ian didn't seem phased by the confrontation, and he welcomed the opportunity to tell his future mother-in-law that all the arrests had been unsubstantiated and all of the domestic-related charges had been dropped. He basically told Carolyn that because he was a big, buff guy, every time one of his ex-girlfriends wrongfully called the cops on him, they lied on him and said he got physical with them, and the cops believed simply because of his size. But because all them women were a bunch of liars, the charges were ultimately dropped and the records were expunged. And because the records were expunged, and most people think expunged means it didn't happen, Carolyn just had to kind of take Ian's word for it. And plus, Carolyn knew that she raised Katie to be tough as nails, and Katie was tough as nails, and she was not the type of woman to take crap from a man. So Carolyn dropped the issue and didn't tell Katie anything. In fact, she figured Ian did seem like a nice enough guy. Katie and Ian went on to have two kids. One baby was born in 2016. The other was born in 2017. And then soon, I don't know at what point, Katie and Ian moved from Indiana to Florida. Carolyn was not too keen on Katie moving to an entirely different state, but Katie left anyway. And it was when Katie left Indiana that everyone in her family really began to notice that Katie became more and more distant. You see, Katie would later reveal to at least one of her close cousins that once she left the state, Ian began to control everything she did. He controlled all her electronic devices and she wasn't allowed to make contact with the outside world. On occasions when Katie did make contact without Ian's permission, it has been said that she paid the price. I don't know what price that is, but I'm assuming that it will be revealed at trial. In any event, at one point, Carolyn told a news outlet that Ian spoke to Carolyn and he told her that he really thought it would be a great idea for her to retire early and go live with the family in Florida. He told Carolyn, listen, I was raised by my grandmother and I have very fond memories. I think it would be a great idea if grandma came to help out with the kids. Carolyn wasn't 100% sure she wanted to do that, so she told Ian that she was going to pray on it. Eventually, after some thoughtful prayer and thinking about it, 
Carolyn did leave her job and her life behind in Indiana for a chance to be reunited with her daughter and grandkids. But almost immediately, Carolyn began to regret her decision. She told a news outlet that everything in the house was just tense. But it all came to a head for her, at least, when the Bonnick family dog killed a chicken that had escaped from its chicken coop. When that happened, Carolyn recalled seeing a scary version of Ian. Ian was so upset that a dog killed the chicken that he tied the dog to a tree and then beat the dog with a stick. And he even went as far as beating the dog with the dead chicken. Carolyn was mortified, capital M mortified. Carolyn later told Katie about the dog beating incident, but Katie appeared to have just shrugged it off, commenting, oh, he's just being an idiot. Carolyn, though, was now on high alert. On the few occasions that Carolyn took an opportunity here and there to run some errands outside the home, Ian would become increasingly upset if she did not first ask his permission to leave. And then, on at least one occasion, Ian got upset with Carolyn and yelled at her. Carolyn had made up her mind. She felt in her spirit that Ian was capable of hurting her and she needed to get away. And just like that, one day, without saying goodbye to the grandkids or Ian, I'm assuming Carolyn gave her daughter a heads up, although I didn't read that in the article. But just like that, one day, Ian returned home and Carolyn had packed up her things and left. The article actually describes it as Carolyn escaping. Carolyn then moved in with her brother, who was a retired U.S. Marshal, and Carolyn began to rebuild her life that she had previously given up to help out her daughter. Eventually, Carolyn got a job, she bought a house, and she began to feel more calm after living in such a stressful situation. I didn't see a timeline with the dates that Carolyn lived with the Bonics, so I just wanted to put that out there. But in looking at the Hendry County, Florida public records, I did find that Katie and Ian were formally married in Key West, Florida on December 17th, 2019. A few days earlier, while technically still single, not married, Ian purchased the home that would become the marital home located in Fort Denard. And then it seems that things began to deteriorate after the marriage became formal. In late 2021, Katie called authorities to report that during an argument, Ian strangled her. Felony charges were brought against Ian, but then Katie told the prosecutor that she would not be participating in the case any longer, as her and Ian were in the process of reconciling. Apparently, he told her that he had found Jesus. The charges were then dropped, but a prosecutor wrote a note in the file saying that in 90% of similar cases, they would have proceeded, even with a non-participating victim. But they didn't. And then in December of 2021, there was another incident, but this incident involved one of the children. There was an allegation of physical abuse. At that point, a judge granted an injunction for a year. As a result, Ian was not to have contact with his wife. His visits with his two kids would be supervised only. Katie and the kids got to stay at the house and Ian was supposed to turn in all of his weapons. And this seemed like a victory, right? Well, it was until February of 2022, when Katie requested the injunction, a.k.a. the restraining order, be lifted, citing again reconciliation. And with that request, the judge dissolved the restraining order. Now, it's unclear to me when the Bonnick's divorce was final. 
But from what I read, it appears that the following month in March of 2022, Ian and Katie were officially divorced. And sometime around this divorce, there was another incident where Ian allegedly kicked Katie in the back and threatened to kill her. Katie allegedly reported this incident and law enforcement requested an arrest warrant, but charges were never filed. And then, weeks before Katie's disappearance, Katie again requested a restraining order. It's unclear if it was an order of protection for her or the kids, but as reported by the Toronto Sun, the judge in the case denied Katie's request for a restraining order, citing concerns for the Bonnet kids. And Katie was advised by the judge, in not so many words, to stop bickering with her ex-husband and to get along for the sake of the children. Ugh. When you hear what happened to Katie, anyway, I'm sure that that judge is eating their words. Listeners, have you checked out Rocketan yet? Because Rocketan is where it's at. It's my go-to way to save on top of sales. That's why Rocketan is the smartest way to shop and the most rewarding way to save because members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rocketan is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop at online like Saks Fifth, Macy's, Best Buy. You know, we are already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay Rocketan a commission for sending them shoppers and Rocketan shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rocketan has over 17 million members saving and Rocketan members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back, y'all. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rocketan.com or get the Rocketan app to start saving today and your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe.com. 
co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink as the search for katie continued on hidden hammock drive authorities took ian in and he was charged for having over a dozen unregistered gun silencers he also had 15 vials of steroids in his home which he admitted were his and so he was charged with having a controlled substance in his possession. Having Ian behind bars was good for the investigation because they knew there was no way that he could continue to destroy evidence from behind bars. And as investigators were searching for Katie, they would make a gruesome discovery. On Ian's property, they found a 50-gallon drum and a burn pit. Authorities looked through the ashes in the burn pit, and that was when they discovered a human jawbone and an almost intact adult tooth. Testing would reveal that this was all that was left of Katie Bonick. Ian had allegedly killed Katie and was in the process of disposing of her remains by cremation when authorities showed up at his house on the morning of September 30th. Wow, just wow. Now, it's possible they may have found other remains, but that was all that was disclosed in the indictment. When the media got wind of what was going on, they, of course, made contact with neighbors. And Ian's next door neighbor recalled seeing Katie's car in the driveway when she disappeared. Remember, before the divorce, Katie and the kids used to live at that house with Ian. The neighbor also recalled seeing and smelling a burn pit coming from Ian's property. And when she saw that, she turned to her husband and said, who would have a fire going on at this time? And reflecting after the news broke that charred human remains were found at Ian's house, this neighbor couldn't believe what she was probably smelling during the fire. She was horrified. The media was all over this case in Florida, not only because of how shocking it was that a former Marine turned bodybuilder had performed his very own cremation at home, allegedly, but they were really interested in this case because of the history between Katie and Ian, you know, in the court system. And then, what is sad is to learn that Katie was actually Ian's third wife. Yup, Ian had two entire wives before Katie. Anyway, the news press caught up with one of Ian's ex-wives and she had a lot to say. Sadly, when you look at what she said and compare it to what Carolyn said about Ian, it is strikingly similar. Sarah, one of Ian's ex-wives, shared that she met Ian when she was at Chuck E. Cheese with her kids. Ian was there with his kids, I'm assuming from a different relationship than Katie's, and Ian and Sarah struck up a conversation that then turned into a relationship. Sarah said that Ian was a dreamboat of a boyfriend. He was charming, handsome, great with the kids. The entire first year of the relationship was great. Then there was an incident. There was an incident where he physically assaulted one of the kids. Now, she doesn't elaborate on what the physical assault was, but Ian must have charmed his way back into her good graces because she ended up marrying the guy. And that's when she told the news outlet that it went downhill quickly. As soon as the marriage certificate was signed, Ian became controlling. He didn't want her to work. He wanted her to stay with the kids, but he also didn't give her access to the money. So if she wanted money, she had to ask him for it. If she wanted to leave the house, she had to ask Ian. She wasn't allowed to see or speak to family and friends because according to Ian, they didn't love her like he did. He told her he was the only one who truly cared for her. It was really a sad situation. 
And at the end of the day, lucky that Sarah and her kids got out alive. In my research, I came across an article in the Daily Beast where it discussed Ian and Katie's relationship. And sadly, not only had Katie's mother experienced Ian's highs and lows, which by the way, she referred to Ian as the Hulk. She literally said that she saw him go from nice to fuming in a matter of seconds, but there were other family members who witnessed Ian's rage. Katie's cousin, Annie Moore, told the Daily Beast that everyone knew Ian wasn't good eight years earlier when they first met him because he was self-centered and me, 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 me from the start. But Annie said, quote, this is something totally different. This is not a real thing that real humans do. It's really, really difficult to process that someone that you broke bread with and spent time with could do these things, end quote. Annie shared that Katie told her in confidence that Ian was a violent man their entire relationship, from dating to their engagement to their marriage. Katie also shared that Ian would quote Bible verses during his angry outburst. And Ian wasn't shy about being a violent a-hole when people were around. One time during a family gathering, he got so angry He threw a sippy cup so hard that it broke a window. Annie told the Daily Beast that despite all of Ian's flaws, and he had many, Katie loved him and she wanted her family life to work out and she was willing to do whatever it took. But then at one point, enough was enough and that's when she left. Annie still can't believe that Katie was able to get out of the situation and somehow still suffer such an ill fate. She remembers that back in February after the court dropped the restraining order, you remember, Ian sent a mass text message to Katie's family informing them all that he and Katie were getting back together and that it was no thanks to them. Annie was taken aback by the text message, but it seemed on par with Ian. While Ian was initially charged only for the gun and substance charges, in mid-October, they brought second-degree murder charges via information. But that all changed in December. On December 2nd, 2022, a few weeks after Katie's murder, the Hendry County prosecutor convened a grand jury, and the result was an indictment with three additional charges against Ian, in addition to the steroids and weapons violations. During a press conference, it was announced that Ian was charged with first-degree murder, abuse of a dead human body, and tampering with evidence. And then, a few short months after this announcement, it was revealed that the state of Florida would be seeking the death penalty against Ian Bonick. It's unclear what additional evidence, if any, was discovered to bring the prosecution to this decision, but I'm assuming it has something to do with premeditation. Clearly, no one just has a 50-gallon drum just sitting around at their house, I don't think. So maybe that has something to do with the decision. Before closing out my research for this case, I paid a visit to the online court docket to see what was going on in Ian's case. And as of this summer, Ian was finally appointed with an attorney who is death penalty qualified. The attorney's name is Neil McLaughlin. There was another qualified attorney appointed in October by the name of Kevin Shirley. I'm not sure if they're both still on the case, but Kevin Shirley was the last one listed. In the last several months, the defense has taken various depositions And most recently, the defense counsel is requesting additional discovery, specifically in the form of the body-worn cameras worn by first responders. I checked the court events tab and it says it is set for a management meeting at the end of January 2024. A court date has not yet been set. 
As for Ian, besides news reports indicating that Ian is a former Marine, I haven't been able to find any information about when or where he served. So I guess we'll just have to take his word for it. For those of you wondering about his fitness competition history, it does appear that the last time that Ian competed in the NPC was in 2020 at the 2020 NPC Masters National Championship. It does not appear that he placed, like he didn't get like a trophy, but a month earlier, he did take third place in men's classic physique at the NPC North American Championship. NPC, by the way, stands for National Physique Committee. Both Katie's mom, Carolyn, and her cousin, Annie, remember that all Katie wanted to be in life was a mom. And once she became a mom, she was damn good at it. She was very maternal. She would do anything for her kids. Katie is being remembered for being a beautiful person who most definitely didn't deserve what happened to her. In describing what Katie felt for Ian, Carolyn put it best. She said, Katie thought she could, quote, love Ian through his behavior and that one day he would change, end quote. Sadly, in cases like this, it is best to just let those people go. And I know that that is easier said than done. Carolyn, the grandma, is now responsible for raising her two grandkids, and she loves them to the moon and back. But Carolyn says, quote, I will love them with everything I have, but I am not her, end quote. If you or anyone you know is suffering from intimate partner violence, please seek help. The National Domestic Violence Hotline can be reached at 1-800-799-7233. If you don't want to call, check out their website. They have a lot of helpful resources. Remember that it is not enough to just get out of the situation, but it's a fact that one of the most vulnerable times for victims of domestic violence is when they leave and up to 18 months after. I read an article that put it like this, quote, the statistics are that women in abusive relationships are about 500 more times at risk when they leave, end quote. I also read another statistic that states that around the holidays, but especially New Year's, is when there is an uptick in domestic violence incidents. So please, this holiday season, take care of yourself and watch out for your neighbors. I didn't want to put it in right now, but at the end, after you hear my daughter giggle, I am going to put in some more information about narcissistic personality disorder so if you're interested in hearing about that and what the criteria are, please stick around till the end. All right, everyone, I will most definitely be keeping everyone updated when Ian's trial begins. So be sure that you're following me on social media where I normally share these things. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Military Murder Podcast or on TikTok at Military Margot. Also, there is a GoFundMe for Katie's kids, so I am going to link that in the show notes in case you wanted to donate there. My sources for this episode include various court records, including the criminal complaint, an injunction, an injunction dismissal, a marriage certificate, as well as a press conference held by the Hendy County Prosecutor in December of 2022. I also relied on articles in the Toronto Sun, News Press, New York Post, Daily Beast, WTHR, WLBT, Wink News, and Healthline. Military Murder is a Mama Margot production. This episode was produced in part by all of my Patreon and Apple Premium subscribers. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon, visit patreon.com slash militarymurder. And if you listen on Apple, you can subscribe through Apple Premium subscription. The theme music was created by Ty Ops. Until next time, remember, you never really know what someone is capable of. So remain vigilant always. 
You have a fabulous week and I'll keep digging to bring you another military murder story next time. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice and my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. 
Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. working on our podcast. I don't want to. When I first started this episode, I discussed narcissism and I wanted to wrap this episode up with discussing narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. Many of us might have an idea of what a narcissist is, but NPD is an actual diagnosis in the DSM-5, which by the way, DSM stands for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. There's actually nine criteria and a person just needs to meet five of the nine of these criteria to be clinically diagnosed with MPD. So I don't know if the person in today's case, Ian, meets the criteria, but I wanted to tell you what those traits are so that you are aware that if someone you're dealing with exhibits these signs, there is nothing you can do to change them. They need to be diagnosed and treated by a professional. Okay, so here are the traits. Number one, they have a grandiose sense of self-importance. Number two, They're always caught up in their fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, ideal love. Number three, they believe they are special and unique. And because they are so special, they can only associate with other special or high status people. Number four, they need excessive admiration. Number five, they have a sense of entitlement. Number six, they exploit their relationships with others. Number seven, they lack empathy. Number eight, they often envy others or believe people envy them. Number nine, they demonstrate arrogant or haughty attitudes or behaviors. Now, I read an article that really pinpointed some of the signs that I saw in reading Carolyn's story and Sarah's description of Ian. Now, I am not a medical professional. These are just some of the things that I saw and some of the things that you might see in some of your significant others. An article in Healthline said that people with MPD are extremely charming at first. And we saw that when Sarah was describing her relationship with Ian and how they met at Chuck E. Cheese and how he was charming for a year. Okay, something else they said is that people with MPD might pick on you. And initially it might come off as teasing, but then over time it can turn into hurtful comments. The goal here in making these teasing comments that then turn into hurtful comments is for the person to lower your self-esteem so that you can rely on them more and rely on yourself less. Another trait that a lot of people with MPD have is that they like to gaslight people, which means that when you gaslight someone, you're making them question their own reality, right? Gabriella Cassell wrote for Healthline that some signs of gaslighting can include you no longer feel like the person you used to be. 
You feel more anxious and less confident than you used to be. You often wonder if you're being too sensitive. You feel like everything you do is wrong. You always think it's your fault when things go wrong. You're often apologizing. You have a sense that something's wrong, but you aren't able to identify what it is. You often question whether your response to your partner is appropriate. You make excuses for your partner's behavior. And I thought those were interesting because I am sure that in Katie's relationship with Ian, he probably made her feel a lot of these these different things, which is why she kept coming back to him. And even when she filed these reports with authorities, she would go back and say that she was reconciling with him. Finally, in this article, one of the last signs and one that people really need to be careful is this. When you show a narcissist that you're done with the relationship and you want out, they tend to lash out more than just in a regular relationship. And this is probably maybe what happened in this case. Also, because Ian was upset and he told this to the authorities when they were interviewing him, but he was upset that Katie had filed another restraining order against him. So anyway, these are just some things. I'm going to link the article in the show notes so that you can read the whole thing about narcissistic personality disorder. It is an actual diagnosis. It's not something that anybody can change outside of getting professional help. All right, that is all. I hope that you found this little section on MPD helpful. And of course, there is so much more information available online. And remember, you don't need a specific diagnosis. Maybe you know someone that meets four of the nine. It's just, I wanted you guys to know so that you can be careful and be weary that it's not you. Sometimes we think it's ourselves. We think, oh, it's just me, I'm overreacting. But when you look at it and you break it down into these nine criteria and you go deep into each individual, like one criteria at a time, you can see a lot of these characteristics and it's a little bit scary. But there's a lot of people that probably are very successful that have um, NPD, but you know, just wanted you guys to know.